2: Hello, Master Plan world. Welcome to the second podcast in our 2018 e-commerce growth series. It's an absolute pleasure to have you listening, so thank you. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Plan. I'm an author, speaker, and advisor, and I focus on e-commerce marketing. The 2018 e-commerce growth series is a set of hand-picked interviews to give you ideas and inspiration on how to grow your e-commerce business through 2018. We'll be covering several of the key topics I believe you should be considering – and getting into some fascinating e-commerce businesses too. Do let me know how you find it. If this e-commerce growth series whets your appetite for really going for growth in the coming year, then make sure you're also signed up to our e-commerce master plan virtual summit. It's free and packed with videos from experts covering lots of different ways to improve your business. You can get immediate free access right now at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. Oh, and the existing attendees have rated it 4.8 out of 5. So it's not just me who thinks it's great. Now, in today's episode, I'm asking my forum of experts. What is the number one thing an e-commerce business owner should do in 2018 to grow their business? And if you'd like to know what they thought was the most interesting thing that happened in 2017, then take a listen to episode 134. We ended last time with Simon Bell, founder and managing director of award-winning Magento agency, Diligent Commerce. So I thought we'd start with Simon today.
0: The number one thing e-commerce business owners should do in 2018 to grow their business is focus on the 98 or the 99% of customers who aren't buying from your website. It's about working out why they're not buying. And the answer is, it's probably not just a simple UX fix, but it's fundamentally to do with your brand. If all we do as online retailers is the same optimization activities as everybody else, then I think it's a race to the bottom where the only competitive thing in the end is price, and therein lies madness. And I think that's the tendency in e-commerce that we all follow the same football instead of finding the space that will allow us to score a goal. I would argue that the number one thing an e-commerce business owner should do in 2018 to grow their business is to think about how to better engage the 98% of visitors who aren't buying. Think about how to get them into your brand rather than buying just that single product. If you do that, then you will sell more in the future. You want them to be loyalists to your cause, And in this increasingly social world, you want them to be brand advocates. So how do you go about doing that? Well, you need to think about your brand, not simply the range or the particular product. You need to get your customer to engage with you emotionally. You need to think about selling your items at full price. And that's about selling the brand and not simply selling the item.
2: And here's Alex O'Byrne from Shopify Agency, We Make Websites, back again with, of course, another great answer. It is Alex after all, but also one which I think builds on what Simon just said.
3: We work with a lot of businesses that really want to grow their online presence. And the majority of the work that we do involves the moment from when someone lands on a website all the way through to them um, buying, buying their first order or product and then being retained as a customer and, and coming back and buying more. And a large part of what we do is design and customer experience. And any brands, that, especially if they're in beauty, luxury, health, fashion, any sort of design-driven, um, experience-driven industry is going to benefit from having a beautiful website that really is a pleasure to use. And that means things like... Um, Intelligent use of uh, design, for example, on the homepage, using boxes to kind of draw attention to offers or different collection ranges, um, using bright colors and keeping in touch with the brand, which is something that wasn't always possible because of older hardware. But nowadays, the web is just such a high-fidelity place where it's easy to uh, do elaborate designs and, and use video, which is another thing. So using impressive video photography so that you're really inspiring the person to buy that product. And it isn't just good, consistent product photography. It's using video and photography to inspire a lifestyle around the products that you're selling. And also the details. So maybe using custom illustrations for icons in the top or on the homepage to show different selling points of your brand. But yeah, taking real care to build a customer experience through the website that really lends itself to um, encouraging sale. And also an important part of that is email and making sure that your all the emails and other follow-ups that happen in the background are also in line with the brand and also of, of that level of quality. Um, we actually have a link on our website that's got a few of these things summarized. So e-commerce trends for 2018. It's at wemailwebsites.com slash 2018. And it touches on some of those points.
2: Oh, excellent, Alex. I will add a link to that to the show notes, everybody. If you want to go and have a look at that, then check out the show notes or just go straight to the link Alex just mentioned. So just to summarise, Alex, is what you're saying that it's now finally time that we can invest some effort in how our brand looks online to get to get that visual aspect absolutely right from the homepage to the order confirmation emails and beyond?
3: Yeah, I think a few things have happened. So the fact that, like I say, hardware's got better, connections have got better. So as you know, most good websites you go on have got, um, and that might be a, a news publisher, or it might be a brand, or it could be even Facebook. There's so much video content and heavy dynamic stuff going on, and all that has got a lot easier to to technically do on the website, but also to produce. So um, producing video is generally getting easier each year and therefore it's getting easier for you to be able to do that and a lot of the companies we work with sort of do some of that stuff in-house as well so it's not like they're getting an expensive videographer every time some of them will have the ability to do certain types of photography um, in-house.
2: So time to get your site looking great and you can get access to that uh, e-commerce website design predictions for 2018 blog that Alex mentioned via the link on the show notes which of course the show notes you can find via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. Our first two experts are recommending you come 2018 by getting the customer experience right. Our next two experts are slightly more focused on where you sell than what it looks like. Let's go to Matt Warren, founder of Vico, next. Here's his point of view on what you've got to do to grow in 2018.
4: In 2018, e-commerce businesses should be looking at selling on a variety of different channels, not just sticking to the things that they do, not just their website, perhaps. 50% of all online sales start on Amazon. Love or hate Amazon, um, they are dominating uh, retail right now. And I think it's a case of retailers need to accept that and adapt to it and try and leverage it for their best use, even if they're using Amazon as a loss leader or as a lead generation tool to gain new customers, which they can kind of potentially market to. So I, I would think the retailers need to adopt an omni-channel approach. They need to be selling on things like Amazon uh, and other marketplaces that make sense, and, and particularly some of the newer uh, mobile-only apps they have to start looking at, uh, Depop, and there's a bunch of them out there that are now were exclusively consumer-to-consumer, uh, consumer, but they are now going B2C. And now is a great time to be looking at them, to get in early on those marketplaces uh, and basically you know, getting more eyeballs on your product. So for me, go, um, go Omnichannel uh, and test and try different marketplaces and social media platforms to see which work for you. And find people are doing well in those marketplaces like Instagram and Pinterest, see what they're doing. Uh, and frankly replicate it
2: and you said there that you've you know if you're using amazon as a loss leader to recruit customers now that's been notoriously difficult over the last decade are people now cracking that customer acquisition route of get the first purchase on amazon and then bring them in to buy more or they or is it still something people are trying to to get to get to
4: I think ideally you wanna you want you wanna do Amazon to make profit. You know, uh, it's, it is more challenging because of the fees, but ideally that should be the first choice. And if if you can't do that with your products, then I think I have seen loss leaders definitely work for certain retailers um, where there's it's give them a more of a market share. Ultimately, I think, you know, retailers need to have a strong brand themselves, and that's something they should look at is developing their own brand. Ultimately, Amazon is going to dominate sort of the standard goods out there because they can just do it more efficiently than most people. What Amazon can't do is they can't have their own brand. They're not going to deserve a reputation for certain products. You know, luxury products especially a great example. No one's going to buy a Gucci handbag off Amazon because just that's not the experience you want. And that's the same for a lot of products, not just luxury goods. Um, things like we've seen like luxury um beard oils, and all sorts of different products where speciality niche uh, is where is where you can sort of beat Amazon, but also where you can also leverage it as well.
2: I have to say I completely agree with Matt. If I was running an e-commerce business this year, especially one which has its own products, the marketplace strategy would be on my list of things to get a real handle on. Continuing on the marketplace theme, we have Kieran Bollard, the Managing Director of Kumo. <laughs>
5: Yes, I think there are there are loads of things uh, obviously that uh, people uh, that brands need to do to try and grow their business in 2018. But I think one of the things that really starts to become more compelling for brands now is not just looking at the you know the normal sales channels for sales, but looking at category driven marketplaces instead of pure play marketplaces, which are less crowded, provide you a much better brand equity experience for your consumer and um, helps grow and develop your brand. So I definitely think that category-driven marketplaces um, for the right brand uh, is a a great strategy to help extend your reach and your sales revenues. Um, I think also with Omnichannel and Click & Collect becoming much, much more prevalent in the UK market, I think Click & Collect as an option to drive sales revenue for both football and online is a great way of connecting those sales and ensuring that you're driving more football and more sales, uh, both online and in store.
2: If you've got plans in the marketplace space this year, then make sure you take in the video sessions in the eCommerce Masterplan Summit on just this topic. That includes sessions from Kieran and also Matt from Vico's colleague, Duncan. You can get all of that for free, completely free at eCommerceMasterplan.com forward slash summit, plus quite a bit of other marketplace content and other topics too. Our last expert for this show is Chris Dawson of Tame Bay, who says it's all about getting ready for image and voice search.
1: The number one thing that retailers need to consider for 2018 to grow their business is product data. This is going to be absolutely key for voice search, for image search, and for general search on the internet. And by product data, what I mean is having your key product attributes in a structured format – Marketplaces like eBay and Amazon make this easy for you because they ask for eBay item specifics or Amazon product attributes, and and they will will put it in a structured way that their own search engines find easy to manage. But on the general web, um, businesses can look to use things like a smart search from GS1, which rather than having a bullet point of list hidden in your HTML on your website will actually take that structured data and relate it to the GTIN, the global trade identification number, in a very search engine friendly manner where it will take the attributes and your value for it. So the attribute might be color and your value might be red or attribute size and Excel or 32 long. And, And it will make it very, very easy for search engines to find that data. The reason this is key is as people start to search in different ways using voice search and image search, it's going to be a lot harder for search engines to find the result. Because when we search on Google, for example, it gives us a page with about 10 search results, a load of paid for adverts around the side, so maybe 20 search results on the page. With voice search, it's got to narrow down that to just one result that it gives you. And that one result has to be the best matching product. So it wants to take everything that you've put in your voice search and make sure every single attribute is ticked in the box for the results it gives you because you can't see it and it can only give you one result and you can say yes, buy it or no, show me another. So it's a much more longer drawn out process. Consumers' choice is going to get less because they're going to be presented with one result. So for retailers to win, they need to make sure that their results absolutely matches the search and the only way that can be done is by having that product data in a structured format
2: so you need to work out how to make sure your customers can find you where should you be selling where should they be able to find you then get your products there whether that means uploading them sorting out your data or wholesaling Then make sure you're creating the experience that means those customers will come back to you again and again, which all starts with the all-important first impression. I hope you found our experts' points of view useful, at the very, very least. And if you've not yet caught their thoughts on 2017, then have a listen in episode 134, 134. The next episode in the 2018 Growth Series will be out on Monday, and it's a return visit to the show by John Butt. He was last on to talk about his seven-figure business, Fire Protection Online. This time, it's something completely different. He's joining us to talk about launching a new e-commerce business with his son called Blue Coffee Box. It's a subscription business to help pay his son's university fees. Great to dive into starting up with someone with so much experience. Whilst you're waiting for that next podcast, why not watch some of the great videos in the eCommerce Masterplan Virtual Summit? It's completely free. We added another several sessions a couple of weeks ago. So go on, have a watch. eCommerceMasterplan.com forward slash summit. Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you
0: for listening to the eCommerce Masterplan podcast. Find out more
1: at eCommerceMasterplan.com.